0: Cheesecake Factory, because Cheesecake Factory, like, so so when I look at your story, and I look at, like, your TEDx talks and the things that you did, when I look at David, I'm like every common theme started with the Cheesecake Factory. It started there, and whether it was out of frustration that you was like, I gotta go get for mine, whether it was Yo, these shirts are just awesome. Like, give everybody an understanding why that environment, why that um, day-to-day thing, um, now that you look back at it now, that you can go, I'm glad I had the Cheesecake Factory because probably without that, right, it might have took me another, a little bit to get, you know, to where I was like, I'm I'm out. So so give everybody understanding of kind of what that that moment was and what being there and what it did for you to to force you to go. I gotta fig. I gotta make this better on on what I'm doing. And then talk about you know the t-shirt brand because I think it was it was dope. But we'll get into Black Wall Street later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just realized that I wanted to get more from my job than a paycheck, or I want to get more from my job than the money or the tips. Can you see me? Am I on? There you go. Yeah. I I don't know what I was about. Um, (laughs) but, um, I wanted to get more from my job than the tips. So I I just, I started getting really into personal development, listening to a lot of Jim Rohn, um, just a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of motivational speakers. And I realized that if I wanted to be better, if I if I wanted to like have a better situation in my life I just have to be a better person my friend Myron said something to me month uh, about a month ago he said everyone is doing 100 of what they can do given who they are today mm-hmm. so while I was at 25 I was given 100 effort being who I was a young dumb ambitious 25 year old that was always looking for money I was just chasing the stuff. But um, I, just, I just started really adopting this philosophy. What can I learn here? So I would, I would go to my tables and every, every table I have to give the same presentation. Hello, my name is David Shans. The fish of the day is salmon and mahi-mahi. It comes with broccoli and mashed potatoes. This is the soup of the day. What can I get you to drink? But I noticed that I would, I would slur my words and I would say fish of the day as if it was one word fish of the day versus fish of the day and I knew I'd be speaking and teaching and training all over the world and I knew if I if I couldn't at least pronunciate my words I'll never get to my goal so dozens of times every single day I get a I I get an opportunity to be more clear in my speech hello my name is my my name is David uh welcome to Cheesecake Factory the fish of the day no no, no I'm sorry the fish of the day is I go to the table, hey, the fish of the day, Whole. I mean, the fish of the day is. Now, that seems really, really small, and it seems really, really insignificant to the people that are listening right now, but that changed my life because it got me, it gave me an opportunity to get in the gym of pronunciating my words, and then I'm starting to see if we're working at the Cheesecake Factory, how can I sell more cheesecake? Not for the job, not for the tips, but if I couldn't sell somebody a $7 cheesecake, how the heck am I going to sell them a $25 t-shirt? So if I can get to the point where I can sell more cheesecakes and I can get them to buy more liquor and I can get that lady to get one if I can convince this lady to get one more glass of wine at my table to have an amazing day I knew I can get someone instead of buying one t-shirt they could buy two. I got way more from my job than money. But people are so focused on the fact that they hate their job that they're missing something. So that mm-hmm. was like once I realized that everything changed for me.
0: Man, that that is dope and um I, I, I know, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I did somewhat of a similar thing that taught me that podcasting was going to be something that was always going to be in my life because when I worked in corporate learning and development, we trained hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And I was not interested in what the material was. I was interested in how people responded. Yeah. I wanted to get into the mind of the person who felt like they couldn't learn. Or how do you get somebody who walks in angry to get them to crack a smile, to get them to relax, To be open to have a conversation, and somebody one day tapped me and was like, "Chris, that's that's personal. That's organizational development. That's culture. That's Mm -hmm. understanding how to move person A to person B, right?" So as you as you leveraged Cheesecake
1: Factory, why t-shirts? Um, it's a really good question. I don't know, man, because it could have been anything i think i was just i was just in a space to where i was ready to become become a more successful entrepreneur and it could have been anything but at that point because i decided that i wasn't going to quit because when i first started working at the cheesecake factory i realized that i had been at that job for 10 months i mean i've been at the previous job for 10 months at olive garden and then before that I worked at circuit city and I was there for like six months and I'm going back over my career. I'm like, dang, I never kept a job longer than 10 months. Mm. When I got the job at the Cheesecake, because at this point I'm an ambitious entrepreneur and I'm always trying something to make money. And some manager is always going to get on my nerves and I'm going to figure, Hey, I can make more money outside of this. I don't need this job. Well, when I realized that I didn't, I never kept the job longer than 10 months. My goals changed at that point. I said, I'm going to stay at this job for more than 10 months. I'm going to try to get to a year. I'm going to try to get to a year and a uh, long story short, because there's a lot in that story, but to wrap up the story, I wound up being there for six years. But once I, once I, um, I understood that I've been inconsistent previously. If I was the, if if it was socks, I'd have been consistently trying to figure out how to make socks. I'd have been better at selling socks. I'd have figured some stuff out about socks, and I left my job on socks. If it was real estate, I would have made my millions from real estate. If it was uh, jackets or if it was books, it was whatever. At that point, when I became mature enough as uh, as an entrepreneurial minded person to take care of the thing in my hand. It just happened, the thing in my hand at the time happened to be T-shirts. So, I mean, I think once once you become ready and you're a success, it's really, yo, it's really, I'm going to keep it on it. It's really only like three or four things that will drastically change your life. Like three or four adjustments in your game that will drastically change your life. But some people aren't looking for the three or four, so. Mm. <laughs> Man, so... <clears throat>
0: you you mentioned you mentioned the 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 whole you know move of you 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 decided to be consistent for 6 years you stayed there so you built this side business right like you 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 were going in help people understand the mentality though of i got to go to work but i also got to go to work when i come home what give me like a timeline like what time are you waking up what are you doing when you get home? Like what things are you having to like, give people an understanding of like, if they're going to have a side business, like what, what did that grind look like? And, and, and how did you start to see this as like, I can actually, you know, like you gain your confidence with this thing and you could see yourself really breaking away at some point, but give people like a timeline. Like what did the day look like when you got to run this business? Were you printing the shirts yourself? Were you
1: having to come up with the own designs? Like what did that look like? uh it wasn't super uh it, it might not be what most people think it was but um i started building my business on my off days because i work all day on my job and then i'll be tired when i come home and i probably would i don't know hang out with whoever i was dating at the time and then i'm going i'm waking up at 12 o'clock to be to work at four i mean that, that was my life at the cheesecake factory so The only time I could commit was my off days. So even in my book, Dreams Are Built Overnight, um, there's a chapter in it called $100 off days where my objective was to make $100 on my off day. If I could make $100 on each off day, that's an extra $200 a week. That's $800 a month. That was the grind. It was just hitting the goal. And sometimes when I get to $100, I take off and then I go kind of just do whatever with the rest of the day. So as what the, 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 the life change came when I said, I'm going to be consistent with this hundred dollar off days. And I built my business two days a week. And then I called my boss, like, Hey man, um, I'll still work five shifts. Meaning, um, I'll, I'll still work all five shifts, even if I got to do a double, but I need three days off instead of two, because I knew if I could make $200 on two off days, if I had a third off day, I'd be able to make $300 a week, which is $1,200 a month. That would be cool. So I just worked doubles on one day and worked three other shifts, and I still got my five shifts in. They said, cool. So I literally, I kept doing that. I kept taking a day off and then working doubles. And by the time I actually quit, I wasn't really working that many days anyway. So that was my strategy.